I am a huge nerd, and it feels really good to be able to say that to you all. <laughs> For those of you who don't know me, my name is Chris Bedell. I'm one of the directors of student ministry here, and I am only here because Pastor Kyle is on vacation. He's at the beach. Uh, he's having a great time, and I know that because he sent me a picture of his time in the beach, and uh, this is Pastor Kyle. Here's <laughs> hashtag no filter. Uh, we were laughing about it before the, the traditional service because uh, our communications director, Brad, who put this together, he did such a good job that we weren't entirely sure if people would know that that is not actually Pastor Kyle's body. <laughs> we're like, will people get it? If you have to explain it, it's not as funny, right? But yeah, yeah that is Photoshop. <laughs> but he's having a great time. And uh, I'm really excited to be up here today because the, the sermon series we're on is Summer Games. And being a huge nerd that I am, I play board games by myself, okay? like games that are not designed to be played by yourself. So uh, I'm really excited to be up here to be able to share about uh, some board games and stuff and maybe learn something about scripture along the way. So just to prove my point, because some of you are probably like, no, you don't look so nerdy. I mean, nobody's saying that, but let's just pretend. Um, let's take a look at this board game, Land of the Lost. Apparently, it's a TV show. I didn't really know that, but I sort of did. I was texting my mom after the first service. I told everyone in the first service, I didn't know The Land of the Lost was a TV show, but apparently I watched it all the time as a kid, my mom said, which I had no idea. <laughs> so apparently it's a TV show. I used to play this board game all the time, thousands of times, all right? My mother is the one that got me onto board games. Uh, she's a very intelligent woman, also a very competitive woman, and she's very good at board games. So we would play board games all the time together. We would go to my sister's swim meet. She's older than me, I was the baby. And my sister would do her swim meet and stuff. She'd look up into the stands to see my mom watching her. And what was my mom doing? Playing this game with me up in the stands. Yep, playing Land of the Lost. So my sister would get a little jealous, and I kind of secretly kind of like that. But uh, yeah, it's dinosaurs and time portals and science fiction. So it, it's got everything that I love. Uh, but that's not the board game I want to talk about today. The board game I want to talk about today is a board game that many of you are probably more familiar with. And uh, it's this game. I think we have a picture of it. What's that game? Hey, Scrabble. We got a couple Scrabble grand champions in here, I, I bet. Uh, but yeah, Scrabble, also another very important game in my family. When I tell you that my family social hierarchy is sort of based on your Scrabble skills, I'm only slightly joking, okay? It mattered in our family. Like, if you could go to a family party, and we have a big family, if you could go to a family party and win a Scrabble match against my grandmother, Whew, you are like one of the most important people there, right? It was a big deal. So I want to focus on Scrabble today and see what we can learn about Scripture through Scrabble, which is probably a sentence that has never been uttered before. Uh, but to do that, uh, we're going to go into the portion of the sermon today where Chris over-explains uh, a game that pretty much everyone knows how to play anyways, but I really just can't help myself because I love explaining things because I'm a teacher. So the game works like this. You have letter tiles, and on the letter tiles, they each have a certain value. You have to put words together, put them onto the board, and you get a certain number of points. You have to build then off of other people's words that they already put on. So it's kind of like a crossword sort of situation. And there's some other spaces on the board that kind of make it a little bit more exciting. Uh, so it's sort of like uh, this like language competition game, I guess. So you've all probably played Scrabble before, seen people playing it. Um, so today's message is going to be Sort of like three mini ones, all that go together. So I, I call it Scrabble Wisdom. So there's three main 
Scrabble wisdom points uh, that I want to take all of us through today and see what we can learn from that. Uh, so let's go ahead and start with uh, our first scripture that we have here. Uh, and this is from Luke. Uh, one of the Pharisees, uh, teachers of the law, very important people. So Pharisees are important people. Uh, they asked Jesus to have dinner with him. So Jesus went to his home and sat down to eat. So they're having dinner together, right? When a certain immoral woman, which is probably the nicest way of saying that in a very passive-aggressive way, um, this comes from the uh, Bless Her Heart edition of the Bible. Um, so <laughs> I don't think that exists, but it could. Uh, so when a certain immoral woman from that city heard he was eating there, she brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. It's probably worth like a year's wages, right? Uh, so then she kneels behind him at his feet, weeping. Her tears fell on his feet, and she wiped them off with her hair. And then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. And I don't know about you, but I imagine that this woman back in this time, who was considered by the community as a certain immoral woman, probably wasn't super rich, right? People probably didn't tend to like to associate with this woman, right? So see what happens next. When the Pharisee who had invited Jesus saw this, saw this woman doing this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. She's a sinner, right? Powerful words coming from this Pharisee, right? We all know probably, or many of us probably know the end of this story, right? And we know that woman was doing a great thing. It's actually the Pharisee who was wrong, right? We know that. And yet, I imagine that we more often are like the Pharisee than we are the woman. Now, I don't want to just put that all on you. Let me give you a story for myself. Just yesterday, okay, we were at the gas station. My wife, she was there. She, she knows the story. We both did it. <laughs> we're at the gas station. The gas station was packed. There's tons of people there. You ever pull into a gas station and like you have to wait behind someone to get to the next pump, right? It was that kind of situation. So we pull in. The gas station's already kind of packed as it is. Not many places to go. So we pull up behind this car. There's a person inside the car. We can see her doing something. And she's not pumping gas or anything. So we assume like, oh, she's probably done. She's going to leave soon. Well, we're sitting there for about two minutes. Nothing's happened. She realizes we're behind her. She gets out. She like waves, says sorry, gets back in the car and then just continues to kind of sit there for another two minutes, and then she drives away. So we're thinking to ourselves, what? What was that about? What were you doing in your car? Didn't you see us waiting behind you? You see all these other cars here. What was happening? You had already pumped, right? Minor inconvenience, right? But to me, it's like she ruined my world. <laughs> minor, minor inconvenience. Now, why did I do that? Why did I lose my patience so quickly with this person? And I can't be the only person in this boat. Some of you might have done this on your way here today. <laughs> I cannot be the only one. Well, I think the issue is that to me, she didn't have any value. To me, I was the Pharisee saying, she's a sinner. She's inconveniencing me. Because I forgot that everyone has value, right? Scrabble wisdom, everyone has value. Every single tile in the Scrabble game has a value, right? Every single tie. You can see it down here, and I was very sure to make double sure that there are no inappropriate words on the Scrabble board, because when you Google search Scrabble boards, some of you are probably looking to be like, oh, some of you probably were checking, right? Thank you. Um, but every single letter has value, right? And I know, I know that we know that. We're all in church. 
of course we all know everyone has value. We don't always think of it like some people are worthless. Maybe you do, I don't know, but I'm assuming we probably don't. And yet, sometimes we live our lives as if people don't have value. Or maybe more often, it's the other way around, and we think our value is much greater, right? And if you look at some of the tiles in the Scrabble game, you can kind of see that a little bit. Everyone has value. Everyone has value, right? And there's a difference between knowing that and knowing that, right? It's a difference between knowing that and knowing that. And that's what I want to focus on today, knowing that everyone has value. So that's the first Scrabble wisdom I want you to hold on to. It's going to make sense in a little bit. We're going to connect it to some other things. Uh, the next thing I want to look at is this, this picture here. These are your Scrabble tiles, right? And for you Scrabble experts out there, yes, I'm aware that one tile is missing on here. But let's save that for later. Uh, but you can notice there are different values, right? There are different values. And these different values are because certain letters are easier to use than others, right? Like, for example, you use the letter A a lot, right? We use vowels a lot. Z doesn't come up that often in conversation, does it? Z does not come up in conversation. Q doesn't come up in conversation very often, right? And that's where the different values come from. The ones that are harder to use are worth more. The ones that... Uh, are easier to use, are worth less. Not worthless, but worth less. So the second um, wisdom, I, I want to focus on some scripture here for a second because I think sometimes it's easy to look at these things and compare ourselves, right? And maybe you say to yourself, like, you probably never said this exactly, these words, but I'm a J, like, I'm worth more points. I'm a Z, so I'm worth 10. Other people are worth one, you know? And that's how we compare sometimes. And I think maybe that's sometimes not that we think other people don't have value, but our value is greater than others. But this is what scripture says in Galatians 6.4. Pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done, and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. Folks, I'm a new parent. It is very, very easy for me to compare myself to other parents. And I'm sure other parents in here are like, you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Um, my daughter doesn't sleep well. She's about 16 months, hasn't really slept through the night for a full week ever. And so I'm constantly exhausted. And you know how frustrating it is to get into a conversation with another parent and I say, yeah, my daughter's not sleeping. And they say, my daughter sleeps through the night. <laughs> well, isn't that great for you, right? And then I start to think, Am I a bad parent? Am I a bad father? Am I messing up? Have I ruined my daughter's sleep habits? And I know I, know I haven't, right? I know I'm a good dad. But it's still, it's, it's on my heart, right? I know it, but I don't know it. It's on my heart that I'm doing something wrong. And it's so easy to compare yourself with other people and think, like, they are doing it right, I'm doing it wrong. <sighs> I'm useless. Let's look at the next scripture here. Uh, 1 Corinthians, all of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. We, we know that. We're in church. We know we are the body of Christ, right? All of us together are greater than just ourselves. If we work together, we can accomplish much more than if we work as individual parts. So that's the second Scrabble wisdom, the second 
piece of Scrabble wisdom. The first one, everyone has value. The second one is together our value increases. It's just like Scrabble, right? You cannot just put down a single tile on the board, right? You have to put words. A letter goes with another letter. And the more letters you have, often the more value you get from it. When we work together as Christ's body, the more value we get for a word. We make that word increase in value when we are together. Everyone has value, and together our value increases. Right? That's an important lesson to learn, and sometimes we don't quite act that way. Right? When I'm comparing myself to other parents, I'm not thinking about all of us working together as parents. I'm thinking about what I'm doing wrong. So it's, it's an easy thing to, to forget. Now, I'm betting that some of you here today, and I know I've, I've felt this way for a very long time, feel sort of like this next picture. Oh, sorry, I'm skipping ahead. This picture. I bet some of you feel a little bit like this picture. This is an actual Scrabble tile. I know many of you Scrabble experts in here already know. What is this? the blank space, right? It's the blank tile. Some of you probably feel like the blank tile. Useless. Not worth very much. I know I felt that way for a very long time. I know all five foot six of me just like breathes confidence to you, but it wasn't always that way. I think you could probably imagine. Middle school was not a great time, just like everybody else, <laughs> right? But it's easy to feel that way. And that's going to get us to our, our third Scrabble wisdom. So let's go back to that Ma Matthew scripture there. Uh, to, I want to share this story. It's one of my favorite stories because I feel like I often don't understand it. And for some reason, that makes me like it. <laughs> so Matthew, here's the story. Uh, this is Jesus telling a parable, uh, this story. And he says, if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others on the hills and go out to search for the one that is lost? And that always confused me because in my mind, I'm like, he's got 99 other sheep. Does he really need that other sheep? I mean, you're putting the 99 at risk. What happens if like a wolf gets into those 99? I mean, you could probably cut your losses with one of the sheep, right? Hold that thought. And if he finds it, I tell you the truth, he will rejoice over it more than the other 99 that didn't wander away. In the same way, it is not my heavenly Father's will that even one of these little ones should perish. It's not my heavenly Father's will that even one of you should perish. And that's why he goes for that missing sheep, that lost sheep. Think of it this way. I have two dogs. How insane would it be if one of my dogs ran away and I said, I got another dog. I'm not gonna go look for it. I got another one. Or if I had like multiple kids, I got three kids, let's say. One of them runs away. I'm like, ah, I got two other kids. I don't need to look for them. I mean, maybe some of the parents here are like, I totally would do that. Heartbeat. <laughs> but I mean, it's crazy, right? Of course we would go look for them because it, that missing sheep, that missing dog, that missing child has value. And that value is so far greater than we might understand. And we might not get that from this story because it's just sheep. I'm guessing most of us don't own any sheep. And if you do, I'm really sorry. But I'm guessing most of us don't own sheep and we don't, we don't see the value, don't know the value. And so we just say to ourselves, like, ah, cut your losses. But Jesus sees it differently because to Jesus, 
We are not just a blank tile. We have value. We have worth. So the, the third Scrabble wisdom, uh, we have everyone as value. Together our value increases, and to Jesus you are irreplaceable. Irreplaceable. No one can replace who you are, what you do. Nobody, right? Nobody could take the place of my daughter. Irreplaceable, not priceless. Different than priceless. You are irreplaceable. Think of the blank tile for a second. Let's go back to that blank tile. You don't have to show the picture, but the blank tile has a value. It might not be a number value, but any Scrabble people in here know you get the blank tile, you're pretty excited, right? Because now you can make any letter with that tile. It can become anything. It makes words possible. It makes other words possible, and your value increases. Yeah, individually, it's not worth as much, but together our value increases. It makes the words possible. Isn't that what the church does? All of us together, we make the word possible. Don't we bring the word to people? We bring it life. It's brought us life, and we bring it life. Together, our value increases. To Jesus, we're irreplaceable. Even if you feel like you're a blank tile, right? Which I don't think anyone in here has been like, I feel like a blank tile. But it has value. And maybe we just don't see it, but it has value. Now, I said, you're irreplaceable. You're not priceless. You're not priceless. And the reason is, I know that for a fact, because Jesus paid a price for all of us. What's that scripture say? For God bought you with a high price. He paid the absolute highest price that can be paid. There is no higher price that you can pay for something than your own life. Think about it. There is nothing more you could do than pay your own life. That is the highest price you can do. And for God to give his son to pay his life, can't imagine a higher price. That's the price that God paid for you. That's why he sees you as irreplaceable, and sometimes we forget that. What would happen if we thought that way about the other people that we see in our lives? What would have happened if I thought that way about the person inconveniencing me at the gas station? That that's how Jesus feels about that person too? That's not just me? God paid a high price for all of us. So I want to share a story. Uh, and this story is not going to be about me. I, I want this story to be kind of focused on you. So I'm actually going to sit for a second. And can we just agree I'm not trying to be cool because that ship has sailed a long time ago. And I just want the focus to not be up here. I want the focus to be where you are. I want the focus to be just the two inches in front of your own face. All right, so I'm going to tell a story, and I want everyone to close their eyes while I'm telling this story. And do everything you can not to fall asleep, okay? <laughs> I'll, I'll have random moments of louder talking, so I'll keep you awake. But I want you to close your eyes, and I want to tell you this story because there's a difference between knowing and knowing. And I want you to know it in your heart. Um, so maybe this story will help you to understand value and to give us that perspective of value. Um, so keep, keep your eyes closed. I'll let you know when to open them up. Uh, I'm not going to run at you or anything, don't worry. Um, but I want you to imagine yourself in this story. All right, just you. You're inside of a bubble, and you're going to imagine your own self. Picture the words that I'm saying. Picture the things I'm describing, and put yourself there. 
All right, let's close our eyes. It's a beautiful, warm, sunny day. Perfect, perfect temperature. There's a nice breeze blowing through the wind. Just a gentle breeze. And you're sitting on a porch. You're in a nice comfortable chair and you're, you're sipping on a nice cool lemonade. The breeze is blowing through your hair. And you can smell bacon in the air. All right, someone's cooking in, inside, cooking up some brunch. And you're really excited and you got all these people together and you're gonna have a great time. But you're sitting on the porch and you look to your left and you see Jesus sitting there with you. He's lounging in a chair. He's drinking a lemonade. He's got sunglasses on and a big smile. He's telling a joke and it's just one of the funniest things you've heard. Funnier than that picture of Pastor Kyle on the beach. <laughs> and you're just having a great time talking with Jesus and there's just no feeling of danger. You just feel totally safe and comfortable. But then something catches your eye and you, and you look in the distance and you see something shining, something glittering in the distance. And you're really curious. You want to know what it is. So you put your drink down and you get up off your chair and you go down the porch steps, walking along the path. It's perfectly manicured lawn, gravel steps that you're walking on. And you open up the, the little white picket fence and you walk out onto the sidewalk. Perfect, redone, new sidewalk. And street and there's people playing out in the street kicking a soccer ball around there's kids laughing and playing in a, a sprinkler and some people wave to you and smile and ask how you're doing you look to your right and you see a, a beautiful house with some bright blue shutters look like they were just newly painted and you walk along this sidewalk and you walk for a few hours towards that shining glittering thing because you want to know what it is. And you walk for hours and hours and hours and hours. And your feet are starting to hurt. And now you're in a place that you don't quite recognize. And the sidewalk's not so perfect anymore. There's, you can see a few cracks. But there's not as many people outside. There's no kids. There's a couple people hanging out on their porches. But no one's really waving. No one's really smiling. And it's starting to get colder. It's starting to get darker. Your feet have blisters. But you're determined. You want to keep going. You want to see what that thing is in the distance, that shining, glittering thing. So you keep walking for hours and hours and hours. And you're getting absolutely exhausted. And now at this point, your feet are so sore, it hurts every step that you take. And it's getting dark and it's hard to see. And there's clouds in the sky. There's no stars. There's no moon. And the lampposts, some of the lights aren't quite working and they're flickering. There's nobody that you can see. You have no idea where you are. Every single step hurts. But you keep walking and you keep walking for more hours and more hours and you forget even why you're walking anymore. You forget the whole point of it all. And you notice that you've just kind of been in a trance staring at your feet as you walk and you look up for that shining, glittering thing and you can't even see it anymore in the distance. 
you've taken so many turns and you've traveled for so long, you have no idea where you are. And you just can't take another step. And you fall. You're sitting there on your knees just weeping and there's nobody there to comfort you. You have no phone, you have no money, you have absolutely no idea where you are. And you've just totally given up. Just somewhere inside, you just tell yourself, what was I thinking? Why did I leave that perfect place? Why did I care about this shining, glittering thing? What was I doing? And so you just muster up absolutely every last inch of energy that you have. And you pull yourself up onto one knee. And you push up on your other and you bring yourself up to your feet and you tell yourself, I have to turn around. But you're scared. You've been traveling for so long and you're so exhausted. You have no idea how you're gonna get back. There's no way that you can summon the energy to get all the way back. But you know you have no other choice. You have to try. And so you just muster up every last inch of energy you have and you take a deep breath and you turn around and you open your eyes and you're looking into the face of Jesus. You see, he's been following you the whole way. He was right there the whole time. There is no distance to travel to get back to him. He's right there. You and I are the lost sheep. We are irreplaceable. It is not God's will that a single one of us should perish. And there is no distance he would not travel to find you. Go ahead and open your eyes. That's how Jesus feels about us. That's the perspective of value that Jesus sees in us. So my so what for today, the takeaway that I hope that you all leave here with today is to see value the way Jesus sees value. See value how he sees value in others, together, and for yourself. I think that our lives would change if we could do that. And I don't know what that's gonna look like in your life, but I know that if I was seeing value the way Jesus sees value in other people, I probably wouldn't have lost my temper so quickly at the gas station. And there's countless other examples and stories where if I had seen value the way Jesus sees value, I think that my life would change in a drastic way. I think all of our lives would change in a drastic way. I think this church community would, train, would change in a drastic way if we could see value that way. So I don't know what that's gonna look like in your life, but it's a perspective change. To see value in things that we might not have before, to see value in people that we might not have before, to see value in us together as a church that we might not have, and to see value in ourselves that we might not have. Every single tile in the Scrabble game has a purpose. Every single one has a value, and so do we. So I'd like to invite you to stand and I'd like to pray together before we sing this next song.
God, we know how valuable we are to you. We know that you paid the highest of all prices for us, that there is no length that you wouldn't go to find us. God, we pray that we could have your eyes, that we could have your heart, not to know it in our heads, but to know it in our hearts, to know it in our souls, and to see the value in others, to know that you see them as absolutely irreplaceable, and so should we. God, we pray for that perspective. And it can be difficult to do. It's very difficult to do all the time. But God, we pray for moments, moments of clarity that we can see the value. God, we pray that we could see value the way that you do. In your name we pray, amen.